0: <laughs> Hi, I'm Internet's T. Sterling Watson, benevolent founder of the Indubed Network and host of the Indubed Podcast, a bi weekly program as blurdy and eclectic as I am, with topics ranging from music, film, history, culture, time travel, marshmallows, religion, and the brilliance of JJ Abrams. Search and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Podbean, and wherever podcasts are procured. Also, please support the Indubed Network on Patreon. The podcast and this ad is a 3SFX production. to another episode of So Here's What Happened. I'm your host, Nisha, also joined by our other host, Carolyn. <laughs> there she is. Um, <laughs> um, Yeah, so first off, thanks everybody who listened last or our previous episode. Very appreciative. We got some good feedback from people. Um, just very grateful to have people listening and that you guys enjoyed it. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's kind of what like I wanted to get out ahead. I know, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And please, as usual, retweet and let your friends know about us. Yes, please do. And, of course, engage with us on our Twitter account. We want to know, like, what you guys are watching and reading. And like, we also even have a review from one of our listeners. I forgot, I meant to tell you this, Carolyn. I'm not the <laughs> great. I'm not the I'm not the best. Thing, <laughs> But it, we gotta. We I asked for people like if they saw anything in the month and if they liked it enough, give us a review. or so, like send mm-hmm. us their review and somebody did. So I'll save that towards the end. But yeah, if you yep. guys like something, use the hashtag at hashtag shh. Like you no, know we don't put it. I don't know. It's really often to, yeah. to remember the letters. I know. I'm so sorry, y'all. It's a long day. There might be a tornado outside my house. So, um, anywho, yeah, we'll put all the information down below. But we just appreciate y'all engaging and listening. And I swear, I know our hashtag. It's just a long day. It's hashtag S W H Pod. There. Okay. Anywho, so Carolyn could stop laughing at me and roast my life. Um, let's get into our, our discussions for what we read for the month of June. Okay, so this is a book. Um, I read it a while ago, and then I was just doing um refreshing my memory. So, um, it's called Never Caught: Washington's Relentless Pursuit of the Runaway Slave Owner Judge, and it was written by Erica Armstrong Dunbar. She's a historian and a lecturer. Mm-hmm. And so this is a story about Oney Judge, um, who, had, she was a young woman. She's 22 years old. She was a slave for the Washingtons, you know. Oh, yeah. They're old George and Martha Washington. Uh-huh. And so she was, in particular, was the personal slave, quotation marks, for um for Martha Washington, and she was born into slavery there. She was biracial, which, you know, means that her father was white and her mother was black, mm-hmm. and she was actually, and she was, um, what prompted her to run away from, from from the family was not because she was enslaved, but Martha Washington wanted to give her to her daughter, and she, and the daughter was apparently known to, be very unkind to slaves, so Ona was like, uh, no, mm-hmm. I will not be that heifer slave, <laughs> I'm going to run away, so one day in May, June in 1796, um, she saw the opportunity for freedom, and she took it, and ran away, and she never, she never looked back.
1: What nice. History. Yeah. I like it.
0: It's- yeah, it's a it's a fictional retelling because there's um because Erica actually found the story of, of Ona by accident. She was doing research on another project oh. and she saw this um, newspaper clipping and it mentioned a runaway a slave that had run away from the Washington house. And so this intrigued her. She and it led her to do more research and she eventually found two interviews that Ona had done later in her life. This was like 50 years after she had run away. And this was the only time and the only retelling we know of Ona. But the the book itself is uh. Uh, is a fictional retelling of what happened. So it's fictional in that like there's some things that are supposed, like, you know, she's like, this, I'm assuming this is what happened, but then it goes off of the interviews that she, the, the two interviews that Ona did, right? And then it was also based, a lot of it is, of course, heavily based on her research into um, the Washington's and slavery at that time. So it's a very interesting retelling. And it, it, it's a reminder for people to remember, yeah, George Washington was the first president of the United States, but he enslaved Black people right? Yeah. Him and his wife owned slaves, and what was interesting, it was something I didn't know about, it was like when Bona had run away, they were living in Philadelphia, and what what um, what um George Washington did is like every six months, mm-hmm. he'd like cycle out the slaves, so he, every six months he'd take the slaves that were living there at, the, at Philadelphia, and he'd send them back to the house in Mount Vernon in Virginia because there was a lot in um, in Philadelphia at that time, because Philadelphia was slightly more progressive, where slaves, um, I think it was after a certain amount of slaves could could, um, what's the word I'm looking for, could seek freedom. And so what he was doing is that like every six months he'd cycle them out so that they wouldn't either find out what was going on and that they would be limited to information. So that's what he did. And Ona found out that that what he was doing and she's, she wanted to get freedom. And then what she did is she ran away and she. And she headed to um, New, I think it was New Hampshire, and she, and that's where she ended up going. And then she ended up going further away. Wow, that's awesome! And I think didn't drunk history. I mean, I watched drunk history. I don't know if you watch it. I think they did one episode. I think they did an episode about her. Oh, really? "Mm Mm-hmm. But this was like way, way back when they were first doing like their YouTube videos. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa! So they chased after the slave. I mean, after her because like like and it's just so petty i'm just like she's actually like, was she, free and like I yeah think, uh, for, well she wasn't in that they didn't let her in that they, oh. they didn't give her her freedom but what she did but what he was he was he used his privilege mm-hmm. and he used his position to go after her right because yeah mm-hmm. of course slave owners back then went after the slaves. but he he was in a very high position of power at that yeah. time so of course, he was using any avenues he could to seek her. So, okay, so it was just a combat. So, what it was is that during that time in um, Pennsylvania, law required and people will be set free after six months of residency in the state. So, uh, what he did is he cycled them out after six months. Huh.
1: Right? So he's
0: huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he evil. I don't care what
1: anybody said. I mean, look, we have, we've been said all
0: these monuments can go all these slave-owning presidents monuments you mm-hmm. know, out of here I'm just
1: mm-hmm. I've
0: been I've been ready and they're just like oh so we should get rid of Washington too I'm like yeah yeah we'll yeah I'm yeah. um, all of them they all um, own slaves i um, a Lincoln owned slaves. Jefferson
1: owned slaves. Washington owned slaves all mm-hmm. people
0: owned yeah. slaves it, it happened and it's an ugly part of history but no that sounds exactly. like that sounds like a really interesting book like just for the take on it because again you being in Canada and me being in the U.S., I don't know how much of our history lessons were the same in school, but, like, I didn't learn
1: that.
0: Like, when um, it comes to George Washington, I, we didn't no one ever brought up George
1: Washington owning slaves, so I feel like... Yeah,
0: well, yeah, but the thing, don't forget, I'm not, I, I live in Canada, but I'm born in Barbados, but the thing is, is I always tell people this, the, the, one of the great things that growing up in Barbados when I did, um, mm-hmm. we had to study, our, a lot of our history was global history, so we had history, we had social studies, and they, we we did a lot of global it was global studies right so mm-hmm. we when we when we covered the topic of slavery in our history we covered slavery in the Caribbean we covered um slavery in Europe and slavery in America mm-hmm. right so of course I didn't know about on a judge but like we did we we were taught about some things about like the American Constitution we learned about the um about Native Amer- how the Native Americans were persecuted and that yeah. kind of stuff but then also when I moved here. I, learned, I really do need to start back studying more. Mm-hmm. But of course, like here in the schools, the school I work at is a junior public school. And during Black History Month, they do cover those kinds of topics, right? And they have yeah. books. And the teachers are very careful to promote books. And they do discuss like slavery. And like, as I've said, like I, I work at the school that work as 85% Chinese. So mm-hmm. it's very important that these kids learn about slavery right and they learn about black history so and then because they also have different months where it is like months for there's indigenous month me was um asian heritage month that kind of stuff so they do learn but of course the the onus is on the parents to go and learn to teach to learn for themselves and to teach the kids right yeah and being black like the kids i work with the jk's right so this is like Mm -hmm. three somewhere three and then four to six year olds. And so, like they'd be like, "You're black." How come you're black, and I'm different color. And they have to explain to them, "Well, I'm black. I'm a different considered a different race to you. My mm-hmm. hair texture is different to yours. My skin looks different to yours. I sound different because I'm from a different place, right?" Mm-hmm. So I do explain that to the kids, and and I think is is I think because they they're surrounded by people of different races,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Because like, like the classroom teacher, the teacher, the head teacher, she's white, but then the classroom assistant is she's um. He's Eastern European, so they're accustomed to hearing different accents and saying people are different races, so that's it as well. But, um, but yeah, so but I think, but as you said, like, I find for Americans, I find a lot of Americans really don't know that much about their own history, especially when it comes to slavery. And I always find to fascinating. I'm like, but then again, of course, a lot of the books are history, you know, it's always written by the winners and other by the losers. And a lot, and for a lot of history books are written by white people, so they like to sanitize and a lot of right so but then the things because and because in Barbados like our we are literally close to the the history of slavery like you walk down Mm -hmm. uh you can walk down a country road and you see a plantation house Mm -hmm. right so our for us the history is very connected where is it in the states unless you're in the south Mm-hmm. and you're in like i guess a rural part of the south you may not have never some people may have never seen a plantation house in real life unless they mm-hmm. you know unless they go on a trip and see one right but if in the caribbean like it's literally, literally right there in front of our faces
1: oh yeah for sure
0: i mean like i think what first time i saw a plantation house i was probably like i was young i was like in mississippi i know it's down south for sure but because like, i have family in yeah. Mississippi and georgia and then unless Oh, that's such a big house! And then my mom like, like, tapped me like, that's a like, plantation house. But like me being like eight or ten, yeah. however many old years yeah. old I was, like, I don't think it's like that's a big house. But then like, I like, you start taking it in, and it's because like, again, history books don't go into that great detail. Like, like right. February is the shortest month of the year, and then they give you like those three and a half weeks to teach kids Martin Luther King came along and ended racism. No, that's not how it works. But you know, that's, like, the abbreviated history Whereas, like, I found out when I was, like, in high school, you have to dig deeper. And, then like, there's just so much more history out there that just isn't taught unless the book is, you can learn it, but you have to go digging for it. So I think that's just, like, a great book to, like, suggest to somebody who's in school, like, hey, read this book. Like, right, because – yeah, because it isn't only about owner, but it, it, it talks about what life for a black, female slave would have been like. Mm-hmm. In a household there, right? Because there are things that she she had to do, and then she, of course, she was like she discusses like the fear of being assaulted, because yeah. that that's a real fear, right? And then there's nothing you can do, so like there's this powerlessness that being a black female slave you have, and then there's there, they talk about there's there's another um slave. I wrote his name down, and I can't find the paper, but he was supposed to have been given his freedom, but you know he kept. Him. Right, and like they like they and like they gift like they would give away slave slaves for gifts to people, Cool, right, so yeah, so yeah, it's a very interesting book, it's a very and it's very i would i would say it's uh' it's, it's, i wouldn't say i would say it's almost like a suspense in like you want to see what happens to her and what what, what hap- you know so it's it's mm-hmm. very it's a very well written book, it's very well researched and and for as I know, this is the only book that i'm um, Ericrica Denver. Erica Armstrong Dunbar has written, but it's a really, really good book, and I recommend it for anyone. Nice. Well, thank you for sharing that one. Um, of course. So this book that I read for the month of June, I actually reread it because I am super excited about the show that the book is based off on. It's coming back later this year. I reread Neil Gaiman's *American Gods*. Um, mm-hmm. So for those that don't know, *American Gods* is a TV show that is based off of this book. It is. Let's see. It was published in 2001 by Neil Gaiman. And I like a lot of stuff Neil Gaiman does because he does the whole like mythology, magical, like all these like different um, themes in his books. And for me, being a history and mythology nerd, it's perfect for me. So um, yeah, I just decided with season two coming out later this year, I wanted to reread it and that comes out on stars. But basically, the story follows the main protagonist. His name is Shadow Moon. He just gets released from prison and he finds out like two or three days before that his wife is dead so they let him out yeah. so he can attend the funeral and he's like and he's now a free man but he kind of just feels like lost or like he doesn't know really where to go next with his life because with his wife and best friend dead I'll let y'all find out why that happened um <laughs> but basically uh, how oh yes how <laughs> um they died and he's like, he was depending on his best friend being alive because he was going to get a job with his best friend. So he's like, Oh, I have a place. I don't have to go to a probation house. Like, your wife being dead, you know, the guy who's going to hire you is dead. He just doesn't know where to go from there. And then he meets Mr. Wednesday, and his life is really turned upside down because he's hired as Mr. Wednesday's bodyguard, chauffeur, basically his right hand man. And yeah. he is invited to go on a mystical mysterious um road trip of sorts across the united states and it's not even just that like the whole focus of the book is on shadow moon and mr wednesday and their trip it's also focused on like there's little tiny stories about american culture um but it's more so the cultures that came from other places that were brought to america and we kind of Oh, there's just so many, and I just love them because they're like little tiny stories between the chapters where it's like the story of the um, the brother and the sisters who were twins, and they were brought over from Africa and they were slaves, and it's like explain like the story is so vivid. But then like you know, like you read something and it's like it really gets you. You pay attention to it. You like hold on, let me reread that because that one yeah. was very powerful because it talks about like how the the twins are going through so much in this life, and then it just like after the short story is done, it's done. And then the other yeah. short story that's in there is about the genie. Um, the well, sorry, they're not called genies, but um, they're called the gin and the taxi and the taxi driver um, and the salesman. And it's just like that was a powerful story too. So I just love these little short stories in between them. And I mean, this is one where I'm like kind of partial on spoiling. Carolyn, you've read it before, right? Or you- I've never read the books but it's about spoil away because I started. <laughs> I, I there's the show. Of course, and I, I watched. I, I'm yeah. horrible because I, I've tried watching the show, and every time I start watching it, something happens, mm-hmm. and I never get to complete. So, I've reached up to episode three, and I I will finish it before the end of the summer. I promise. Because there's uh, cause the story of Milky's she really mm-hmm. interests me. Like, the first episode has yeah. had books, and I'm like, and I had a lot of thoughts about the character. And I'm like, I need to watch mm-hmm. it again. And I need to finish it. And like, I'm a very visual person. So like, the imagery, I love when, when oh, shows have imagery. Yeah. And, like when, like and when, as I said, I'm visual. So like when I see things happen, I try to, I try to figure out, okay, how does this yeah. imagery connect to the story? It's mm-hmm. not just there to look pretty. Oh, like yeah. what, what does this play? How does this play mm-hmm. into the story? So like. That's one of the things that I like about the show. It's like it's very visual. It's very vi- there's the narrative, and then there's visual storytelling mm-hmm. too. So I like that. Oh no, for sure. And you just like kind of like I was going to say like that's the whole thing about the book and the show is that it's so yeah, it's visually like captivating. Like it catches yeah. you, and then even when the people who are the characters in the show are talking, you can't help but listen to
1: what they're saying. In the same way right. I in the book
0: yeah because i find the dialogue in the show isn't is it's very unusual in that mm-hmm. it's not straight dialogue it's it's yeah. not a lot of it is metaphorical yes and a lot of it could be considered almost like riddles mm-hmm. but they're not riddles that confuse you necessarily yes. like um of course everyone there's a scene um with the nancy in the mm-hmm. slave ship and yes. the way he tells the story it's like it's a song mm-hmm. like if i'm sure if they were to put they could like, transpose and I make it into a song, but he, the way he tells the story is like, it's with jazz, they have the jazz and the blues playing underneath, yes. and like, he tells it like a, like a song, right? So I like I like how they're interpreting the, the dialogue, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so good. Um, But yeah, and then I guess like, to let you guys know, like, the reason it's called American God, and like, as Carolyn just said, like, um most of these characters, of the main characters, are gods or spirits in some form from different cultures. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's, like, throughout history, I think it's been, I don't know what it's called, but there's the idea of, like, when you leave your home country, you, the people believe that they take their god with them. Like, and the the idea is this is the same for American gods, where it's like, um, for example, there are Egyptian gods in America because people from Egypt brought those gods with them. And, Mm -hmm. like, where the people go, the gods go. And as long as people believe in those gods, then those gods can feed off that power. Like that's been something throughout mythology and any kind of storytelling for years. I can't remember how long. I just, I've always been familiar with that. Um, and the whole, one of the biggest, I think, conflicts in the book is the battle between the new gods and the old and gods.
1: The old. Yeah, and the old
0: gods being gods like Odin and Anansi and um, Walter? There's a bunch of them. There's gods that, like, I didn't even... Of course, I'm probably not going to know every single mythological god, but it's kind of just, like, it was interesting to still get the culture from different ones. Yeah. And then you have, like, the new gods are considered the internet, technology, TV, media. media. So it's, like, it's really, really interesting because it's it's not wrong where people are, like, yeah, people worship certain things. You have your people throughout history have had idols, and that's kind of, like, the whole premise of the show is like yeah. belief, faith, but also just, I
1: lost it, I lost the word I was going for,
0: I'll go with belief, it's like, it's very much um, depends on faith, like people, it talks about the power of someone believing in something strong enough that it didn't have an embodiment, Yeah, and it gives them power, so. Yeah, but the thing is, it's interesting, because I'm back home in the Caribbean, Like, like my mom would call the TV the idiot box. <laughs> and this is that and no, then the reason she called it The Idiot Boss is because like, my sister and I, we, at least we watched a lot of the TV, but growing up in particular, we watched. So my sister, she's the kind of person when she gets it in front of something, like she's hooked, so she'd spend mm-hmm. like hours and hours and hours in front of the TV and you'd be calling her and she's not, you, she's not hearing you, you're, you're literally standing next to her calling her name and she's completely zoned out, she's just focused on, on what she's watching, right? Yeah. My mom would call it the idiot box. So like, she'd be like, "You, you, you left letting this TV become a god, right?" So it's the same way, right? So like there's seeing people with video games. They get out on the video games. Yep. Like that's their god. Like they they worship at the at the at the throne of at the altar of their TV and their um and their console, right? And then mm-hmm. there's people that worship their cars. Like um they, like, my my mom would be people would be outside wash as soon as the rain falls, mm-hmm. go outside and wipe off the car. you know what i mean you can't do anything with my car don't touch my car like you know so like there's there's different things so like it's almost like the 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 old gods you worship them and you think you get something returned because Mm -hmm. okay you pray and you ask for faith and you have them to help you through something but the new gods what do they give you right you give you give everything to them but what Mm -hmm. do they give you in return okay so like I'm not even gonna look at it from Christianity. I'm gonna talk. Okay, like Greek mythology. You have the old gods. You have like, and you have like Poseidon, and mm-hmm. and then you have like Asgard. You have like Viking gods and Odin. And you say, okay, I pray for strength, and you get the strength, right? They believe that they yeah. got something in return. And for the Vikings, they they pray at the end of everything. They go to Valhalla, mm-hmm. and that's their reward. For the new gods, okay, you worship at the, at the throne of your of Media, What do you get out of it,
1: right? So oh. it's a it's a there's that dichotomy. Mm-hmm. That is a
0: very good take. I like that. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, so everything Carolyn just said, what I've said, I think I highly recommend this book. It's great. Also, if you don't have time to read, get the audiobook. This time, I went the route of reading it with my eyeballs, mm-hmm. um, but, but previously, I had listened to it on the audiobook because I yeah. loved the voice. I think I got the one where the voice cast was the actual actors. Um, really? Yeah, they did that as a release. It's it's I should awesome. see If I can get that, yeah, it, it was awesome. Um, and I find I, I can find it. Out, I'll send it to you,
1: but it yeah, was
0: very good, and it was very captivating. And it's just like it gives you like a good um a good introduction to the show, also. But the show is yeah. the show doesn't follow everything to the T that the book does, and I like that also because I felt like the world of American Gods is so vast and it's going so many mm. places. It's just to limit it to limit the show to where the book ended, even because like the book ending didn't even feel like an ending. So I'm going to stop before, so y'all can go read it. It's great. Go pick it up. Um, so Yeah, that's what I read this month. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's go over to TV shows. You watch anything good? I, well, I've i been watching a lot of Korean dramas, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the Expanse is finished. So we had the last episode last week. I was watching Into the Badlands, which, which finished the week uh- uh-huh. so I've been I'm um, supplementing with uh Korean dramas and of course you know Luke cage came out yeah. so yeah yeah and um for the Korean dramas I watched one called strong woman starring- yesterdays <laughs> <That's laughs> it okay so so I started uh, park Bo young and Park Young uh, what happened? I started watching this like even before I really got into the whole Korean drama thing. This was like last mm-hmm. year. I tried watching this thing <laughs> and I couldn't get into it because Yeah, it seemed not absurd, but the sound effects were happy. there's like these sound effects like kittens and puppies. I'm like, what is happening? And then there were be like emojis. Yeah. And, you know, it's almost the- oh. they do like the Snapchat filter, so you have like the hearts popping up on screen. And I like I could again, guess. Like, what is happening? But I think what I needed to do is I needed to watch the, uh, some of the other Korean dramas that I did, to, so that I could figure. Okay, this is how they are. This is how they do their show. So this is like, you know. So like, I bought. I, it was easier for me to buy into it, and I love it. I love <laughs> Struggle Bounce. So I love. I, this is one I know I can
1: watch over and over and over yeah. again because
0: Wow. Right, it's freaking hilarious! Oh my gosh! Oh. And of course, the the, the the actors are you know not too bad, shabby to the cat.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: yeah. and yeah. then the other one is one called Goblin, starring
1: Gong Yu and Kim Go Eun, and I love this. This drama makes me cry. I think I've watched it oh. twice already.
0: <laughs> and. The last three, four episodes are like heartrending. I'm like, oh, and I know, I know I'm gonna cry, but I cry every time. Aww. And she's just like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, are you watching that thing again? I'm like, yes. Yeah. She's like, it's gonna make you cry. I'm like, yes. right I like ball tears. I like, you know,
1: like, no, like because
0: what I find with these dramas is even when they have like absurd comedy, mm-hmm. they know how to build drama. They know how to yeah. build emotions and I will say hands down, I think they do a way better job than most American shows. Yes. Hitting you with emotional punches. Like mm-hmm. you buy into it. Like if you, you 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 cry like it takes a lot for me to cry. So like, when I tell you like I'm bawling my eyes so or the water running down my face using my, my blanket to wipe my face. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. And I, and I like the writing is so I think it's like really in depth. Like the way how they tie in a lot of clock points. Theres yeah. a lot of people they're like the majority of them are like sixteen episodes. And there's this little something that you think is a throwaway comment or a little plot device. It comes right back at the end and they tie it all together perfectly. Oh like I love them. But Goblin is like, uh, My emotions, my heart. Aww. But like I love that show. And the fashion? Oh my god. <laughs> the like these, these especially the men, they didn't know how to wear a suit. God dang it, like, uh.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, doing,
0: I do. Oh my god, I do just love Strong Girl Bongtou. I got into it because it was the it was one of the few things I could download for Netflix. Uh right yeah. I was going on a road trip, and I'm like, you know what? I have saved it, and I like the premise. I'm like, okay, this looks cute. Looks funny. Rom-com. Mm-hmm. Um, looks adorable. Okay, I'll watch. I watched mm. it. I did not know how much I was going to enjoy myself. Yes. And I mean, like, granted, it's like, there's parts where, like, I felt like you were, like, alright. I just can't take the villain seriously. <laughs> <laughs> listen. I, listen, that's the thing about these shows. Like, you never know exactly what the heck is gonna happen with the villain. Like, you said it's very no. cutesy. Yes. But when they get dark, they go super dark. I'm like, the hell? Like, it what? It's very dark. And, like, her mom, like, Bong Soon's mom, just, like, always like, <laughs> shitting on her. I was just like what did she do wrong she did I know you, and then like you see like her oh and then like the drama with her brother being a doctor and then like the guy she likes girlfriend ends up like a Bongsoo's brother
1: I know right and I'm, drama.
0: Like, I'm like this is drama I'm like but it's a Korean <laughs> drama so I should know better but I was just like hold on <laughs> hold on <laughs> and also the sweetheart that she is it's just like hey if you gonna date i can't remember everybody's name it's been forever since i watched it it's just like if you gonna date what's his name be serious he deserves better it's just like she called her out because it's just like why are you bothering my brother i know right i was like wait, I, I wasn't expecting that she's like you two should know about her i was like yes. okay I was just like, okay, Bob, so you do have a backbone. But then I hated the cop guy that she liked because I'm like... Oh, I didn't like him. I did not like him because I'm like, he don't talk to you right. He just now realizes that he loves you. No, girl. Go with the rich billionaire son. I uh, mean, like, uh, he's cute too, hey? Yeah, but, he is, he is.
1: <laughs> yeah, right?
0: But, like, the thing with the cop, um, I should be looking... Let me look up their names, the character names. But the, um... The thing with him is he kept saying, oh, your ICU is a weak, fragile woman. I'm like, dude, that is not a compliment. Like, what the hell? And then she kept on, she's like, I have to be feminine. I have to be weak. I'm like, all right, I'm waiting for, like, the episode where she embraces her, like, femininity and her strength. Because I feel like, Mm you know, I'm just like, the whole time, everyone's, like, trying to tell her that she has to be one way or another. I'm just like, she can be both. And I'm just like, I think I'm why gonna, like, why not both? Why not both? Why can't you be feminine and strong, or you can be, I know, or you can be infeminate and not strong. I'm just, I, you can be whatever you want to be. I was just like waiting for that episode. I don't think I got there yet because I'm probably at episode ten. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm at. Episode oh, 10. okay, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I just like, I think I stopped because I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna binge through it and then it's gonna be over and I don't know if I'm getting this this season two I, yet. I watched, I watched it in two days. <laughs> oh. I'm on vacation now, so I have time, but it was like, yeah. it's, it's and the thing is because a lot of these episodes are like an hour, so you don't even notice how long they are, and then you realize you're mm-hmm. sitting there like three hours watching, I'm like, so like, I go to sleep, I, and it's sometimes I get like fatigue just with the watch so I can't sleep, so like, mm-hmm. I'm up watching this, so I'm like, okay, one more episode, one more episode, then yeah. like, you look, I look out the window, and I see the sun starts to right? so rise, I'm like, okay, here, I need to stop. But, okay, but it's so good, but like, Goblin, Stronger Dubonkso, I would, I highly recommend to anyone. And like, they're honestly, genuinely funny. Like the comedy is mm-hmm. honestly really well written. And, um and so then the other thing I watched was Luke Cage. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess we could watch, we can talk a little about Luke Cage. Um, I've only managed to watch, uh I think up to episode seven or eight. So, yeah gotcha um do you want to like i watched i'm at episode three that does not mean (laughs) that that does not mean it's bad it's just this season for me i think i'm just very fatigued after jessica jones and i know they're like Mm. they're worlds they are worlds apart but i still feel like i am just fatigued like binging an hour-long show that's 13 seasons long and then everybody's competing to like get get them all done in one weekend i was just like last weekend. i was just like i'm I, I I can't do it. I can't do it this time. I'm so sorry. Um, but I do. I've You you're free to spoil it up to where you are. Um, um, I've been enjoying it so far. Like where I'm at, I just decided this time I'm gonna go at a slower pace because I feel like yeah yeah instead of bending it all. Yeah yeah. No, this season uh, from what I've seen so far is really good. Of course, I went it first the night it was released, I watched episode two. I watched the first two episodes the the night it was released, so I stayed up till five o'clock. Uh-huh. And um then this weekend we had it we like tweeted episode one and two um for Saturday Night Sci-Fi so again I watched one again. Mm-hmm. But like one thing I can mention about the show, and I'm sure you would agree is um I'm loving how I'm loving Mariah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm loving how Afri Witter is playing her. She's mm-hmm. and I mentioned on Twitter I said she made me uneasy every time she's on screen. Because I like there's this re- she's she's very she's had this, there's a sense of resentment about her, like, you can tell um, Mariah is really trying to get over her past, and she's Mm -hmm. trying, she, like, she resents where she came from so much, or, like, she resents how her, how she was raised, and, like, her history, and so she's, like, trying to say, I'm not them, I'm not my past, Mm -hmm. and then there's also this, this very sinister air about her, where, like, she, I feel like she could snap at any moment and slice someone's throat. Like, I, I don't know how she pulls it off, but it's like, and it's not this over dramatic thing that, that, um, after what it is doing, but she, Mariah is this very, she's, she's very controlled, mm-hmm. but she's also very, um, stubborn. And I, and she, I think that's, I said that's her biggest feeling is, well, apart from all the crime that she's doing, but her biggest yeah. character she's a very stubborn person. Like, mm. she is just giving her, like, really good advice, and he's like, you need to do this. This is how you should do this. She's like, no, I want to do this. So yeah. And I'm like, this is going to come back like, and bite you in the ass, Maria. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, that was, like, my biggest thing. Like, when he kept telling her, like, you got you got that Boscati, or, like, what is that painting called? Basquiat? Uh, yeah, that, that, the, that, the, that, the Basquiat, yeah. yeah. that I call it Basquiat Boscati. You know, is, <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> nobody makes fun of it. <laughs> are you hungry? Oh, anyway, he keeps telling her like I feel like three times. I'm like I haven't even seen the painting, and I see the painting. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm like, I am like, they kept on mentioning this painting. I'm like, where
1: is it? But at the same time, I'm like,
0: it it's may- very subtle. It's, I think the painting is there because I was like, what's the But there's um, I think you should have seen it by episode three. You know, there's a painting. Of, right. There's two red paintings, and they have the crowns. Oh, I think those are the baskets. I think that's the basket. A biggie. The one? No, there's a the baby one baby isn't there anymore. There's this this I think there's two oh, ones, and
1: one of They're red and yeah.
0: they have like two crowns. Right. So they're abstract. Yeah, I think oh. that's what they are. Oh. Okay. Cool. Yeah, she should have sold that. If she was so desperate. <laughs> if she was so I'm just and I get it. Her whole thing is like it's been in my family. I'm like, girl, you're trying to get away from crime. You're trying to you're still doing dirty and you're investing in like, you know, shady healings and like, you know, mm-hmm. um back getting this information is illegal, like, trading like this yeah. is illegal in America, y'all know, like, mm-hmm. you know this, like, this is a law, and you still trying to be shady, but, like, at least be shady and efficient, um, just yeah, like, right, she's not using her head, she's very, she's she letting her stubbornness and her resentment yeah. I stop her like from she, thinking logically. Yeah, she very much so, just, she puts herself in a corner, and, that it is of her own doing, she has no one to blame but yeah. herself. I mean, like, yeah. And then it's like, when you think about how she was in the very first few episodes of season one, you just see how much she's grown into the roles that she's playing. Like, on the one hand, I'm just like, she's trying to be the politician that's there for Harlem, that is protecting Harlem, but at the same time, she's like, oh, I'm putting throws up to the community, so. Yeah. But at least it's me, and it's not somebody else. So I'm just like, yeah, that's pretty much that doesn't make that still doesn't help. You're still putting drugs and theft and crime into the community.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, Mariah gonna Mariah and then Shade's character, I like to say you're giving him more, you know, agency this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like okay, there's gotta be more to him and I'm gonna I'm looking forward that's what, one thing I am looking forward to is knowing more about him. I've a, I've got a few bits spoilers just from like what I've heard on podcasts. But that's just like other people's stuff, so I would rather just like go ahead and watch it for my own eyes. And you know, Claire, she's still my favorite part about the Netflix series. I mean, um, we see and Misty, Misty's development mm-hmm. through the series. Which can we talk about how rude everybody is? She lost. Yes, we can. I'm yeah. listening to me. I'm surprised she didn't customize sooner because let me see. So in episode two is when she finally tells that rude ass cop mm-hmm. like, Okay everyone, I lost an arm, basically get over it. But I'm like, nah, I would have probably cussed someone more than that. Because I I'm like, these are grown adults acting worse than children about somebody having a disability. Like A disability. We're all like, Where is HR? I'm like, obviously she, we know Misty isn't gonna go complain to HR because Misty is Misty and she's very Yeah. And she's very proud of herself. Which she should be. She lost an entire arm protecting people. Yeah, and I'm just like, I was just, I was very fed up with everyone who kept on interacting with Misty from her boss, who was disrespectful. Who was like, for me, I was like, the easy solution here is to bring Luke onto the force in some kind of like role, not a, not just ne- not necessarily making him a cop, but you know, like Batman and Commissioner Gordon got some kind of deal, so why can't y'all make some kind of deal with Luke? I'm just, I know, well, you know, they're they're but her and they're feeling all their pride and whatever. But like they're all acting like children. But as like you said, I'm I the bright spot for this season was both Claire, <clears throat> Misty, and also Colleen. I love yeah. the how the female characters are developing and how they're they're becoming more in their own. Of course, I did have problems with Claire. Um, yeah, having this, like oh you need to talk to your dad. I'm like no, chick. Like you need to know your boundaries. Like you're his woman and all. But like when it comes yeah. to people's relationships with their parents. You gotta, yeah. you gotta know when to step back and like, I personally, I was like offended on Luke's Pat because yeah. and I'm not afraid to say like, I do have a strange relationship with my parents sometimes, especially my father and I'm like, mm-hmm. if I'm in a relationship with someone, I want you to respect, you're in a relationship with me, yeah. not with my father. You need to like, when I tell you that I'm not ready to speak to my father, understand why well, and I'm, respect that, right? Like, don't be going behind. Like, no. yeah, because she went behind looks back to go yeah. and like, you know, oh, I was like, it's clear. Very, very understandable that for one, he has a reason to never want to talk speak it speaker. His mom yep. was suicide because his father was cheating on her.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Don't you think that's the reason why I hate my dad and I don't need to resolve anything with him? And, and she also had cancer. did she also she had cancer and she oh. I think it said she had cancer too. Oh, she had cancer too? She had cancer because and so what happened was he told Luke that him the thing what happened with him getting locked up like that caused the mom to get sick and that's why she died oh my bad why am i thinking about suicide no, i do happened in the books i don't know but but oh. that's what happened right but like he basically told his son that oh your mom died because of you like that's not anything you tell a um, child or even a grown person like you don't say that to a, 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 a child about their parent and i'm like claire you need to understand chick mm-hmm. you need to back up and like respect the man is not ready to talk to his dad Like you can't force people to talk to their parents. Like let let the man breathe. Come okay. on. Especially when that had me upset. Especially when your daddy was having an affair with the church secretary and had a secret Ooh. son. And oh wait, now I remember. It was Diamondback's mom. Diamondback's mom. mom. He right. He committed suicide. Not and Diamondback blamed their father for it, and that's why Diamondback framed Luke, and that's why he went. Right. That's where I was confused. But yeah, so I'm just like, this man needs to take responsibility for the lives he ruined. He ruined four lives. Yeah. I'm just like, stop trying to make Luke reach out to him for forgiveness or, you know, like to reconcile where it's like, it is so difficult. Like, if we want to talk about like family relationships or just like relationships in general. Mm Mm-hmm hard to be the per- I don't like when people say like oh forgiveness is not for them it's for you i like no. ah. that is overrated and it's also like you know when people are like you're going to feel so much better once you forgive them or you can just be the bigger person I'm just like no because mm. it's, it does nothing but enable the person in this case technically an abuser of their privilege and power the man who cheated on his wife left his other son like abandoned him didn't raise him at all and I get. I don't know if his mistress killed her. I'm like all these things. Like he did a lot of damage with the position and power he had. Yeah. I'm just like, and that's something. I'm like, does he even does he reconcile that with himself? Like, I guess that's another thing I want to see. I'm like, so Luke forgiving him would do nothing but make him feel like he's fine now. Exactly. And the thing is, what people always forget um, or overlook when they say, "Oh, forgiveness is for you," is it Mm -hmm. only benefits the forgiver if they're emotionally and mentally. Yes. Ready and in the position to do it. Telling them and say, "Oh, go! Well, you must forgive the person." Ah, uh, no, no. means saying that is gonna be an empty gesture. The person is gonna be alleviated. The person is the the, the that burden is gonna be lifted off to the perpetrator. But the person who was wrong, they they they're not fully healed because they they are feeling pressured to yeah. something that they're not being ready for. So like then you, the person who's pressuring them, like you're you're making the person you're, you're you're doubling down on all the wrongness. Yeah. It's like give me my space if I never forgiven this between me and Jesus. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, like I yeah. don't do that when I am emotionally ready too. And also, it doesn't also, it also, even if you forgive the person, that doesn't mean that you need to be around them too. Like you forgive them, but you say, I'm, I, I'm not going to put myself in a position to be hurt again mm-hmm. because humans are fallible. We do yeah. stupid things yeah. and we hurt people intentionally or unintentionally. So like if someone is like, I want to distance my... I, okay, I forgive you, but I desist myself from them. he needs to understand and I'll respect that, too, right? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. No, I'm, I'm still looking forward to finishing it. Um, just for, like, everything we've talked about, I want to see how it all plays out with... Yeah. Not just, like, with Luke and his own situation, which I think it's, like, another thing to say is, like, it's not that Luke isn't interesting. I think I find everybody else around him slightly more interesting. Luke is still very... a good character... But mm-hmm. in some ways, like we see them, I think this season more. It's like, yeah, Luke has his faults too. Like he gets angry and he doesn't oh, know how to control sure. that angry. Like you punch a wall in an argument. Like is this mm. what people do? No, I saw that. I was like, are you gonna pay back her her deposit? Like, Luke, yeah. what are you doing? Like, exactly. And like you gotta get. You mm-hmm. gotta, he does have some work to do on himself. But I mean, like maybe that's kind of something what the creator wants to like focus on a little bit. Is that like, yeah, he has his flaws too because. When you look at Iron Fist, Daredevil, and Jessica Jones, and then Luke, some people would probably think that Luke has the most together. And I'm just like, well, they all have. Yeah, but is he though? He's a black man. Oh no no no! Who, no. Got, who, who got framed? I locked up. Does he really have it together? Come no, on! No, because he doesn't want. It, he doesn't want to talk. And I'm like, this exactly. Is, you you. He still has a far way to go. I think it's because people look at it like, oh, he doesn't have a drinking problem, Or, oh, he he's he. He has like, an anger problem. No, drinking. I said. Like no, Jessica. I said. I said. I, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't oh. have a drinking problem, but he has an anger problem. Oh yeah, all no, right. he has an anger problem, be, and he won't get his emotions out. And so it's like it kind of deals with like mental health. It's like you put all this stress on you. Yeah, you're invulnerable, but eventually other things will affect you too. Mm-hmm. Like emotions and mental health are important. So it's kind of like that's like yeah. So like when people look at like well, Jessica Jones is a mess. I'm like, and everybody else is a mess too. Like Luke has his things. Um, Daredevil has to think Iron Fist is an immature man child. Um, I'm not going to go down that path talking about Iron Fist. <laughs> I'm um, to our point. What we're saying is, like Luke, I think from the first pe- first season, everybody could have thought that he was like the one who had it most together. But yeah, he doesn't because he has a lot of things he needs to resolve that he probably is going to keep pushing down in a toxic, masculine way. But that's the thing about all these Marvel characters or even DC characters, right? They're all like they all got their own shit to deal with. Like, yeah, yeah, they're they're trying to save the world, but like they they they're a mess inside. And that's I guess that's Mm -hmm. and that's the moral of any um story. Like Mm -hmm. what you see on the outside isn't necessarily what's going on in the inside. Like for a look at especially if you're gonna be you're you're all they're sacrificing and putting your body on the line, like you're gonna have your own ish to deal with then like he 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 does need someone to talk to, and there's Claire, but I think he he needs someone apart from. He needs therapy, like on the be real. There, 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 needs be needs for, there, there needs to be a there therapist. There needs therapist for for to be a
1: therapist yes. <laughs> to be Same. Oh, there
0: really does. I would actually watch the show where there was a super. The superheroes went to a therapist. It would
1: be amazing. I would love it. I mean, I've already except
0: said for, I want to see him go to court more. Except for um. Um, aluminum fist you know like he just needs to yeah. grow the hell up coachella yeah. fist needs to grow up and i'm like i need mean, if i'm gonna watch the second season i just need you to know. know if there's three episodes where we see young danny mm-hmm. actually trained because that's the only to find him legitimate even then i'm still not buying it mm. mm-hmm. i, I i'm gonna watch the super cuts of the episode of the episode Dang. i just want to see colleen that's all. That's, who, that's I don't the only really, person I care about. I don't care about Colleen. And if Lewis Tan wasn't dead, his character's not dead. So if mm-hmm. he comes back and he has a big role. But I was still mad. I'm like, so y'all got me for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm.
1: Great.
0: And anything with Colleen, that was it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Right. We're not talking about Iron Fist right now. go on. <laughs> because we would stay here all day slandering him. Radio. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about that you watched? Um, films. So for for films, I oh, watched. I, Before you go into films, I'll do my TV show real quick, and then we'll finish. Oh yeah, no, no, go up. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, my bad. Um, so I watched Pearl Hunters, That was actually Kate, who is the editor on um, Box But Why though, and she's also one of the hosts on the show. Like we you know, we both know Kate. Um, yeah. So I had her on, speak on it, and she suggested as a like a self care tip or under like a recommendation watch Troll Hunters. Now, I had seen this show on my Netflix queue for months, and I was just like, eventually I'm going to get to it
1: because it looks cute,
0: but then I found out Gilmore Del Toro created it, and I was just like, okay, this is my, like that's my jam. I love people. Okay, like I have them. a question. Isn't that a movie? It's a series?
1: It's a series. It is uh,
0: a... Isn't there, oh, wait, no, you know what I'm getting confused with? Um, the stop motion animation, Boxer. Um, oh, Boxer. The- Boxer. Box, box, box. I think that's what I'm getting confused. Yeah, yeah, No, no this, one, <laughs> this one is, so I love this show. I'm hooked. I have finished all of the first season. It is The first season is 24 episodes, and they are great, especially if you enjoy magic, um, adventure, um, kind of like, you know, like Arth- that gets described as a modern-day Arthurian legend, where this mm-hmm. movie's name is James Lake, Jim, for short, he finds um, Merlin's amulet, and he becomes a new troll hunter. So a troll hunter, you think is like they hunt trolls. Well, actually, it's like he hunts the bad trolls. But so there's like this whole legend and myth and everything. And like there's never been a human troll hunter. All the troll hunters have been trolls. And they've protected like this bridge, Galahad Bridge that keeps like this really big bad troll there. And in right. first season, is kind of like, you know, you're delving into the lore and the history and everything that's, like, in this, this series, this series, there's gnomes so everything you would love um, from, like, a fairy tale, from, like, an Arthurian legend, mm-hmm. like, you know, wizards and stuff, but you get Guillermo del Toro's take on it, like, the design is, like, eye-catching, like, I love Labyrinth like, his work on
1: Labyrinth. I
0: haven't watched that. It is, I, I highly suggest watching the Spanish version. I think that it was originally filmed in Spanish. But I loved it. Um, But it's just, because the imagery is so, like, y'all know me on this podcast. I, I like a bit of Dark with my magic. I got, like, a little, um, mm-hmm. a, a little macrobe. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, a little macrobeat. Something that's, like, eye-catching, but, like, you know, it's dark, but it's whimsical. Like, you give me, like, a fairy that's flying around, but, like, also give me, like, a hand that looks, that looks like a claw that's fucking clutch the fairy. So, yeah. Um, it's plenty of that stuff, but I just think it's really great, because it kind of... Did you ever watch Gargoyles as a kid? I love Gargoyles, yeah. and I thought the life was hot. I've said this before, and I'm it. The <laughs> life was hot. It's a awesome. Nothing wrong with that. But, but. I love that show. I would compare it to gargoyles. It is on that level. Ooh. Yes, it is like you know how garg—like for those who don't know gargoyles, if you're that young, you don't know gargoyles. Was about gargoyles. They like existed during the time of Arthur and the Round Table, and they were cursed and turned into stone. And eventually, they ended up in Manhattan, and the curse was lifted. And, and so, in the sunlight, they turn to stone, and that's when they sleep. But at night, they transform and they become their true selves. And they're, like, descending, man, (laughs) yes, (laughs) she just did the wings. Um, So, basically, they wake up, and they protect the world from modern-day dangers that they faced before, like wizards and imps, and just, oh, it's such a good cartoon. But it gave me the same feelings that I had for that show. So, I think you would really enjoy it just because... is, Is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Yeah, I might give it a look. Um, so I have time. I'm on vacation. I'm trying to catch up on film
1: mm-hmm. and TV.
0: Like so I have a whole long list of films that I want to watch and shows. So I'll be doing that apart from yeah. my writing.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah. So that, that's why I liked it. It was really good. So thank you, Kate, for suggesting it. I'll also link some articles from But Why, though, that have, they've written about a few reviews on mm-hmm. this show. Um, it's just a really good show and it has great representation for characters and actual character growth. And then, even though it's meant for a kid's show, it is very like they talk about killing. <laughs> like, but not in like a group, not in a gruesome way, but you know, like there's actual stakes and I think that's kind of important for like if people are watching this, they understand that like,
1: oh, this is serious, like this is an actual threat that this character is facing. So
0: Yeah. yeah I suggest to watch it. And yeah, so now we can go on to our movies. Right, so this week what I did, I did a double feature, I treated myself. Nice. and I saw two films I saw <laughs> Jurassic World same <laughs> Fallen Kingdom and I saw Incredibles too. same <laughs> we same thing. About this, but yeah uh, good lord so I guess we can start with um Jurassic, Jurassic World, World. <laughs> yeah I know you can hear the excitement our- <laughs> that movie is so stupid <laughs> yeah can we talk about why? In a world where dinosaurs exist, have been existing, re-existing for 40 years that people still think that they can control them, one and two, that the carnivorous ones are still worth saving
1: and controlling. Because humans are stupid? Yes, very stupid because I'm true. like,
0: can we talk about and Jeff Goldblum's character, Dr. Ian Malcolm was my favorite part. Of course. Yes. Listen, I, we I, we should have gotten more of him. We should have. We deserve we deserved more. We deserve to see his yeah. daughter at least next to him in the courtroom. I know, right? Why wasn't she there? Because she was on the island with them and so she she had experiences mm-hmm. with the diner, so she'd be like a witness. She'd be like, I'm gonna is- believe I'm gonna believe that in my heart of hearts she's now a USA gymnastics coach and that's where she like that she's living out her dream. Mm-hmm. Or she's already won a gold medal. So she has no reason to be around that foolishness. She's like, I am in Japan training for the twenty twenty mm-hmm. Olympics um, with
1: my
0: pan USA team of <laughs> Gabby Douglas and Simone so, and so Biles. <laughs> but no, look, but no see, but seriously, it's so stupid. Like, but yeah, Jeff Goldblum, there are two parts I really enjoy. Okay, so Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. of course. And even though it was like a super painful and emotional moment, I think the reason I enjoyed it, because that's the only thing that actually made me care about the film, in mm-hmm. some aspect. It's when the brontosaurus dies. Same. I was like, you know what? You got you guys got me in the feels with that? I'm like the, when when like the smoke when it was just standing there on the yeah. pier.
1: It's It's like Oh no, my nephew, take her. Don't leave her in there. I was like, No. But <laughs> you see how they
0: see you see how they use the vegetarian dinosaurs as like the ones for us that feel. Like the ones like you know. oh Yeah. You know, I like- if it was if it was Rexy, I feel the same way. I love Rexy. I'm like I want Re- all the humans could die. I listen, I have said when I saw the first trail, I said, you know what? I'm for the black kid and all the dinosaurs. The humans you get it. Mm-hmm. Right? But I was like if it was Rexy I'd feel the same way. But I think that scene was an homage to the to the logo, isn't it? Because it was yeah. like a shadow, right? But I was yeah. like, No, take Bronky with you. Why are you leaving her on the Fear, you evil people, you. Oh, great. But, <clears throat> but, yeah, that movie was stupid. Um, oh um, and I knew it was like, I, I, I didn't have any expectations for it. Mm-mm. But what really took me out was okay, you're on an island with an erupting volcano, he gets covered in a pyroclastic cloud, which is basically the hot ash, the, that's the ash and yeah. hot air that spills from a volcano. Yes. I'm like, your ash should be dust right now. Yeah. You should be a pile of ashes on the ground because a pyroclastic cloud is like hot, like the heat is superheated mm-hmm. gas and superheated he ash. And is running behind you. So you outrun Yeah, he should have been trampled. Exactly, he outrun dinosaurs, but. one, and he didn't get trampled, two. He survived mm-hmm. the pyroclastic cloud, three, And his clothes didn't even burn for. And then they fell into the water. I'm like, that water is boiling, should have been boiling hot. hot." Also, should have been cooked and the movie, and i be like, roll credits. (laughs) Also, another point, he dove into the water and no dinosaur fell on top of him. Like, I know, and again, y'all, we know that when we go into movies (laughs) like this, you leave your common sense at the door. But still but some, things, but some things you can't ignore. Like I kept putting my hands up at the screen several times, like, No what, what are you doing? I just kept on like, No, <laughs> I was stupid. I was like shooting my mouth I was like so much and like it went to, it was like a midday screen so there wasn't much people in it, but I was like groaning. I'm like, Oh come on Yeah I'm yeah. like and, and like the the kid, the the young actor, mm-hmm. he was good, but I didn't like how his character was written. And, like, uh, I'm tired man. of them having the nerdy guy be yeah. a screaming bundle of nerves. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you understand what I mean? Just because you're a nerd and you wear glasses, that doesn't mean that you don't have any kind of courage or, you know? Yeah, like, okay. come
1: then, on. like,
0: come on. you've been through enough, man. Like, I feel like you would be fine with at least getting on this ship and getting the heck out of here. But I, I, He was afraid of flying. I mean, come to hell on. Like, okay, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so there are people that are afraid of flying, but, I mean, that's a trope. Like, they always either made him afraid of being on boats or afraid of being on planes. Him being, like, like, concerned about his health, I feel like this is natural things. Like, yes, I would be, I too would be spraying all this bug spray on me because I don't want a Jurassic period mosquito biting me. Remember that? no Trinella ain't gonna work on no 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 no, no I Carolyn, no. I don't care. I gotta protect myself. <laughs> Trinella is not gonna work. Carolyn, it's for my mental health. I don't know. I know it's not gonna work, but it's helping. <laughs> but yeah, but no, I'm fine when I'm good, like okay he's nervous, whatever, but like the whole like you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's just the overdramatics of it. Like it's a yeah. trope. I'm tired of safe nerves. Like nerds yeah. can nerds can be kick ass too. Mm-hmm. Come on. Well, yeah, because I think they did it before, but it was Jank Johnson's character who was more of the nerd, who was in yeah. the... And it's like, they kind of... While he was, like, snarky and sarcastic, he... they Like, he was the butt of jokes. Like, his stuff got yeah. knocked over by by Chris Pratt's character, Ian Owen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I still haven't forgiven him for ruining Avengers Infinity War. Um, <laughs> we won't go there. We won't go there. Um, Anyways... So he was like, it kind of reminded me of him a little bit, where it's like he's obviously nerdy and he's like, he's got a little action
1: figures on his desk.
0: Then like Claire is like, girl, backbone. I'm just like, why are y'all so crappy to the nerds in this movie? This is why they betray y'all every time. But like, there, <laughs> there was no nerds were betraying. It's just like in the first movie, the man wasn't was the nerdy one and he betrayed them.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm just like, and, be nice to the nerds and give them better
1: character yeah. development.
0: And of course, the ending was completely, was completely bogus. Like, the oh, ending was so silly. I'm like, you're going to release carnivorous dinosaurs, dinosaurs into the freaking wild on a continent? Like, I hate and then I I drove way. away. I'm like, bitch, what? Like, I know she's a child, what? but I'm like, bitch, what are you doing? I said that to her. And they're mom. like, and she's like, oh, they're alive
1: too. Like, me.
0: To bad. That. Like they're, they're a frigging, you let a freaking T-Rex go. It's all her fault. But blue's ass should have gotten in that cage yeah. I roll up and rolled up a secret to an enclosure. Like, no. Like, little girl, what screw that? Screw you and the and the and the DNA cards you wrote in on. Like, yeah. no. That little girl and I'm like, she was okay until that like I was just like, I could deal with you up until like a few scenes back, but now I just
1: I, I hate your character completely, little girl.
0: I know. I'm like I'm a friggin' like, T Rex. Like What? You I was emotionally prepared t-rex. for them to die because I'm like, you can't let a T-Rex go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or Triceratops. Like, You can't let those kind of dinosaurs go. Like, What are you doing? Again, like, it, goes back to, it goes back to our common sense. And I think okay. that was my one problem with the movie is that they kept trying to make us care for the dinosaurs as a whole. Like, oh my God, we have to save them because... I did care. I care I'm about like, the dinosaurs, but I'm also I dealing with do. realism too. I'm like, how many? No. People? In this, you in this in the Jurassic World universe, how many people have died because of these dinosaurs? And for me, hmm. if I was in this actual movie, I would have been like, okay, no, this is like you know, this is an act of God. This is like natural selection. They have to die or y'all just say... This is what Jeff Bloom's character said, right? That's yeah. what he said. He's like, uh, let nature take its course. Yes, nature must take its course because y'all have been playing with God too much. Y'all gotta stop it. BD Wong is evil. Y'all better get him. <laughs> but I, I do love the callback that he was in the first one and he is supposed to be just this mad scientist who just wants to create mm-hmm. dinosaurs. I don't think he has any much personal gain besides continuing his research. Yeah, no, just like, I can do it, so why not? Yeah, and that's really his only reason for doing what he's doing. And I'm just like, "Yeah, Sir, I love you, BD Wong, but well, you really irked my nerves by making this, like, raptor T Rexaurus. What's the endoraptor? The 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 what the hell? Did you, like- see, did you see that bitch smile? Did you see that bitch? <laughs> 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 she smiled before she bit. Granted, that man deserved to die.
1: He was horrible. Yeah, she was like, she he.
0: Yeah, she's like, Oh, I got him now. I was just like, Oh. Oh no! Oh, I was just like, oh, he deserves to die this time." Yeah, I'm but, like, eat him up. Uh, what I just need for like Jurassic World franchise is like either I don't know, give me actual threats. Like, get rid of <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> to get <laughs> rid of. Camera. No,
0: okay, I know. <laughs> She's really <laughs> turning her camera around. That's on laughing, y'all. Um, so essentially turning me around in the room. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was just um. You know how, like, you know the reason they have the children actors in the movie, and you know, like, when there's a child actor in a movie, in dress World, the child's never going to die. So it's yes. like, it's very, it's like a plot device. But then, like, this little girl, the big reveal is that she's a clone of her mom. I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, and I was just like, because it was every part, I was like, whose child is she supposed to be? Because y'all keep talking about her mom like she's supposed to be somebody important, but unless she is, like somebody's child that we've seen before I don't really care like, she serves to? no purpose her, literally her no only problem. purpose is was to release the dinosaurs which yes she's a plausible that device and then that yeah. made me think is is my theory about Jurassic World 3 gonna be right and are they gonna combine the human DNA that they can clone with dinosaurs and they can hybrid and I've only no. said that because you know they might go there but whose DNA would they use though her that's i think that's why that man wanted her to come with him so badly. Like, he's like come with me and he's like "Y'all have no idea what she is and i'm just like, no i don't think that's what he think i think he wanted her because he she saw what he did to her grandfather right so i mean that my whole, I, I think hear. he could already clone right because she just proved that they could clone humans but i figured right. that she was a clone from the moment the grandfather said well she's you're the spitting image of yeah, your mom
1: that and, be he
0: kept, and because he kept hiding a picture i'm like okay so she's a freaking clone
1: But, like, uh, it
0: was just stupid. But, like, you know what? It's not worth more of our time. Let's move on to Incredibles.
1: Yeah, let's do that. (laughs)
0: Let's talk about the
1: Incredibles.
0: So, 14 years of waiting, Mm -hmm. and we finally got it. Finally got it. How'd you feel? I loved it. There's some things I had there come One thing that I had a problem with, but I I I, I loved it. I'm like totally worth not not totally worth the fourteen years because we should not this sequel years ago. Yeah. But I'm like, they 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 made the fourteen years count. Right? Yeah. So like they put everything into it. I love it. I love Jack Jack. But yeah. we didn't get much of Edna. I, I love Edna. Edna. I want it so much. Edna. I'm like, come on. Oh, I would have loved for a scene between her and the... Uh, Designer Galbaki, the yeah. one who made um, I would have loved if there was a scene somehow, like if she called and was like, How dare you make my super? How, how dare you make my super? Yeah. super that kind of stuff. I would have loved something like that. Yeah, I I don't Jack, it was Jack, Jack Jack, Jack Jack, mm-hmm. Edna, Helen was, a, was really great. I love um, the development of um, Violet. Yes. I love how they're developing her as a teen, so that's, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Same. I would agree. Violet's development was great to see, but for real, Jack Jack and Edna. That scene of like when, when Edna takes Jack Jack for the night and like you know they are just like the two most unexpected like bonding pair, but it's just like I know, right? So cute. It's like she's it's like she's his godmother now, and she just, yeah, she like oh, Auntie Edna. <laughs> yes, Auntie Edna, and it's just like because you see Edna like take a general interest in him like so much because like she learns about all his powers and like Edna yeah. being like the creative genius that she is, she's like she loves to learn. But it's also I think Jack Jack was really looking for someone who could stimulate with him and keep up mm-hmm. with his face. So like yeah. here comes Edna, the perfect person to like explore yeah. to explore his powers and embrace them with Edna. And that scene of them walking down the hallway. I'm like, at this? <laughs> One night with Edna and your baby is walking and like he is just like so smart and typing in numbers. I'm like what? I want
1: to end that. I know she was Jack
0: like too cheesy. I do. I I I told Anne Frank Anthony on Twitter. I said what I wish they had done at the was if they did a short with Jack Jack had the Raccoon because that was mm-hmm. hilarious. That, I, was that, that, was, that was that was hilarious. Fight. Best superhero fight of the year. <laughs> best, best fight because you see Jack
1: Jack just losing. He's like no, he's a robber. Because
0: <laughs> like I know he's like he was reasoning. He's like wait, he's wearing a, he's wearing a bandit mask and that one's wearing a bandit mask. Mm-hmm. Like. Geez. And it's, it funny. and it's funny, because I mean, like, I feel like more so new, because de- like, maybe it's the fact that when we saw this show, 14 years later, most people our age have kids now, and they mm-hmm. can relate to Bob yeah. trying to do it all, be a parent, be like, safety like the mom is being the breadwinner right now, and I, I appreciated that that was the case in this one, because you know, last time we only got to see like her do anything when they got to the island, but yeah. It was nice for her to have her moment and, like, her moments and be, like, the superhero and we get to see how how does she operate when well, she's by herself more. Um, and then seeing other supers, I think that was awesome. Um, oh, and seeing Frozone, like, just really he showed got like,
1: a lot to do. Yes, Which I, I appreciate. He is, like, like
0: very strong. And like, I think people just think of him, oh, he's like Iceman. I'm like, this man made a giant glacier and stopped his
1: ship from crashing into the building. So he really saved the day. Um, he yeah, did, actually, yeah.
0: because if it wasn't for him, the shape would have crashed into the building. So uh-huh. I'm like, technically, he said to be the for frozen. Yeah, I mean, I'm still a little upset that we did not see his wife. Yeah. Listen, okay, so um, so I know you might have to edit out this part, but yeah, I wrote an article, and it has to be published in Sci-Fi. But yeah, so, pause. Okay. So that, that's, my, that's what I said was my problem with the, with the film. We didn't get to see Honey. Because yeah. it's been fourteen years, and that's the one thing that
1: everyone has been
0: looking forward to we be like she's a voice, and she's amazing, and she stole the whole film with one line, and yeah. everyone is always quoting, honey, where's honey? We didn't get honey and Bad bird given it saying that oh the and the thing that got me is they actually drew her like they animated her I'm like, you couldn't put you you couldn't be biased to put it let me be bother
1: to put her in there so I'm like to have her I'm, like,
0: I'm like I had to have her even if like why we'll have her walk out? We can see her. I'm like, and it's important because um, one of my biggest problems with animation is like there aren't any real positive female friendships in cartoons. Yeah. yeah. And it would have been great. And this is something I was wishing for from the first. I'm like, it would have been great to see Helen and Honey interacting because mm-hmm. their their husbands are best friends. Yeah. So they should have some kind of even if they're not BFs, they should have a kind of friendship and a relationship, mm-hmm. and they could talk to each other about. And the funny and the thing is, is Honey herself is a superhero. Hmm. She, like she's anime, she's like they're her character that she's a superhero too so it would have been amazing to see not only have Helen have that friendship but a black female superhero, superhero in the Pixar universe
1: yes what? because we all yeah. have that yet
0: still so this would have been a great time to just, like, show her use her little powers, like, blast, off fire. I know, powers, like, man. Pixar, you dropped the ball, man. Pixar, you dropped the ball. Like, yeah, seriously, yeah, like, they did. That was a really missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, so I had this conversation earlier this week at work with, like, co-workers. And, like, I brought it up. It's just like, yeah, no, like, I really wanted to like, say, I like, oh, you saw it. I'm like, yeah, I loved it. I just wish I'd still seen Honey. Because, like, wait, yeah, like, it's great we got um, Prozone. But, like, I still want to see a black woman in this show. And then like my one coworker, he's like, "Well, there's no Latinos in it." I'm just like, I I understand what you're saying, but like, I mean, Mirage was, wasn't she? But like, I didn't yeah, say it, I didn't, I didn't say it out loud because like he just like spoke over me, and I was just like, I ain't got time. I got five minutes left in my lunch. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave. But like, I don't want to blast like this. Like, so Mirage, she was like, Mirage was <laughs> definitely last but to next. But I'm like, I'm trying to say from the point of view, like, just because we we have, have frozen that I eyes mean, a black woman, and please. Because a black man doesn't equal a black woman, but most people just see black as like check mark for black as woman and man.
1: And yes. it's
0: not the case. We don't typically get to see both. And you know what? In the first one, I remembered it because I watched it earlier this week. Honey, like um,
1: what's her name? Helen.
0: Uh, Helen. Yeah, Helen even says to Lucius as he's leaving, like, "Oh, tell honey, I said hi- I say hi." So I'm just like, so that on some level,
1: they've communicated to each other.
0: Well of course their, their husbands are best friends exactly. and their husbands are always like around each other. So it's like clearly it's they they get together, right? So it's like, come on, this was the this was the perfect time to, to all No, yeah. I'm sorry. To have a scene oh. where like maybe Helen calls honey and just like to talk. Just to talk Exactly. Like, just to talk about like, oh I'm on this case and then maybe Honey gives her something of encouragement but like you know yeah. i mean just like somebody but, but not but not only that because then you find a trope but oh, she could have been one of the she could have been one of the supers that got brought in Mhm. Mhm. sure because
1: we don't know so, like group. substitute one of
0: those those uh one of those yeah right so substitute one of the group that um they brought in and like when at the end of the big fight or even they could have brought in honey lucia's could have been exactly at the, for the big fight they could have brought in honey frozen like honey we are uh, we gonna need extra hands on this one like come oh. along Right, yes. so it's like there wasn't it's not there it was an opportunity there was there was opportunity there was time mm-hmm. and we didn't get that and i'm like this was uh like it's freaking high time we got another not only another black female character in the disney franchise but mm-hmm. we got a black
1: female superhero yes because
0: we still haven't gotten it well we've gotten it but it's not i love black panther but i'm just saying like if, it took 10 years to get black panther but yeah. they're not even considered superheroes. They're they're, they're powerful. Not. The women are powerful, but yeah. they're not. Super, there is a difference exactly. between the are and not being truly exactly. exactly. And I mean, like that's the kind of, and then people want to get into arguments. The most really uh, super I'm like not. I'm not getting into this argument. You know, like you know, because the point of what I'm saying is we should have had Monica Rambeau. And exactly. like while while we're getting Monica Rambeau, it's just the path that Marvel and then have taken. Has been very long and lengthy, and at some point we could have had better representation. Now, I do think the incredible, like going back to the Incredibles, like you said, this was a big missed opportunity seeing how literally thousands of people have been wanting to see Honey for mm-hmm. 14 years. We yep. have been waiting forever. So, like, y'all can't be mad and we complain and say, yes, because y'all took 14 years to make this movie. I mean, granted, I know they haven't worked on it for 14 years. The whole point is that we've waited, so why couldn't you include her? Y'all took the time to add all these other supers in here, so y'all couldn't And a raccoon. Mm, and a raccoon. And y'all couldn't have popped her head out for, like, five seconds in a scene so we could get that. Because I would have lost it. But I'm like, I'm not asking for her being in the movie as a... For 30 minutes i'm asking can i see her interact with helen in Prozone for at least mm-hmm. few minutes throughout the movie yep oh oh jeez. oh she could have even came over and helped with jack jack just so, like we could see her i mean like granted i don't want her to be a trope and be like the babysitter i just want to see i'm yeah. just trying to look at ways of like how to insert
1: her into scenes. yeah
0: but, but i just said like okay so she could have been busy in the beginning of the film but then brought her in for the final battle could have been yeah. like okay we actually oh, have something this, like
1: Bring her in. So I, even like,
0: know they I drew was her. so frustrated. Yeah. They drew her. Um, I know, I'm gonna look for it. Yeah, know. because it was in an interview. It was in April when the news that um, when people were doing interviews with um, with Brad Bird, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we did. We animated her. We have there's, there's Like there's character. i better have a deleted scene. i better have a
1: deleted
0: scene. I think they probably do have deleted scenes. Like she just isn't there because like, mm-hmm. they have the audio. And I'm like, come on, Disney, come on. Oh, well. Because yeah. the only um the only ones I would consider to even have superpowers in the Disney franchise is Kida. And mm-hmm. I would that be considered their supernatural powers. Mm-hmm. as she only gets them at the end of the of Atlantis. That's and cool. then and then there's the Muses from Hercules. Oh yes, that's true. That is really right? awesome. well, again yeah. again not they're, like they're not, but, that's not but again true. they're centered in Greek mythology, they're not mm-hmm. centered in the reality like how um Incredibles is, right? So the muses are still mythological in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like even I'm like Disney, do
1: do better. Like you want
0: our support, uh, reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so but I, I loved I loved Incredibles too on a whole, like a film is amazing, the animation is amazing, the stunts the fight yes. choreography was mm-hmm. fantastic. I love the fight scenes; were were really, really well done. Mm-hmm. So, always props for that. And the animation was so good, but like there, there is still that one major problem of the lack of representation for for black and dark skinned black women, because Honey is a dark skinned black woman, right? So, yes, exactly. there's that. So, I guess yeah. for me, my, like I I kind of plugged in my parts when we were talking about it just a few minutes ago. My only thing is like I think like many other people, after fourteen years of anticipation and hope. I had to, like, really check my expectations for it and, like, bring them down. Because after 14 years, I think everybody has played this movie up in their minds. It's just like, oh, what are they going to do? Oh, are they going to age them? Or are, they, are the kids going to be adults now? Are the parents going to be, like, empty nesters? Like, oh, what if this or What if that? Like, I just kind of like, you know what? Let's just go into it with, like, no big expectations except to be entertained. And my expectations <laughs> were met. I was entertained. I love the scenes with Jack-Jack and Jack, Edna, like I said, and same as you, I just wish there was something of honey in the movie, especially if we could have seen her like show her powers. Like, that would have mm-hmm.
1: been, just to see
0: her would have been awesome, but to see her as a super, I would have been, I'm good. I don't even have to make a third one, but they probably will. I don't know yeah. where they're going to go, or are probably going to get that in another 27 years. I'll say twenty (laughs) seven. I'm like, I'm throwing it out there. Um, Hopefully not. (laughs) I mean Um, um, but yeah. 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 So I think that's it. Yeah. Wait, but as an honorary mention, can we talk about thou? The short before the incredible? Yes, we have (laughs) I cried. I almost cried. I no, I did cry. I cried. Yes. Like okay, my biggest thing about this is like usually in Pixar movies, I go in expecting there to be that gut-rich of a twist. Like in Coco, like how they got me in Coco, I was like, oh, okay, y'all really got me there with that one. But like with this one, I didn't get it in the Incredibles. I got it before Incredibles without. and it's just it is a silent short, and it features a, I want to say Chinese American. I would say yeah, she's yeah Chinese American, Chinese American family. Um, or are they even China? You know, I couldn't tell if they were in yeah, China. Yeah, no, they're China. Chinese. It's Chinese. Oh, okay. And, like, you just see that the the two, the husband and the wife sit down to have dinner. And, like, she sees like, she's just kind of sad because, like, maybe it's because she's alone and he's busy, he has to go to work. And, like, as you realize throughout the movie, it's really her playing out her, ch- her like, years of raising her son. Yes. through the like through this like daydream of this little bow oh <laughs> <Thank laughs> god I'm it's so like, steam bow it's like oh my god it is oh. the cutest I love that yeah. he's a dog, that little dumpling I'm like oh he's he's so it's, it's so cute it's adorable and just like the story the story it tells mm-hmm. is just yeah. like empty being dealing with emptiness uh, empty nest syndrome um parents and the relationship between a parent and a child you know like as you grow up and you become closer to an adult teenager you and your parents bump heads and you don't agree on the same things and you rebel against your parents and you start to disrespect your parents Um, and it's just like I feel like a lot of people can relate to that even though there are people on Twitter who are claiming they couldn't relate. Y'all need to to look at yourselves and I don't know how you talk to your parents but that made me look at my mom who was next to me and be like I'm so sorry if I ever, because no. you know, I, I thought to myself, I'm like, Karen, you gotta do better, you to do like, better. I'm like, I'm better, if you think about it, you're just like, oh God, has there ever been a time where I hurt my mom so bad, where she cried that much, and I was just Listen, like, oh, that broke my heart, I'm like, how could you both, like, oh my God. to bring this woman into your mama's house, like, it's nothing with that engagement <laughs> ring, and, <laughs> like the first time you do him you just rolls on it I think you pack your bags and leave I'm like the yeah. disrespect yeah. the disrespect I mean like granted it's like very played up through the mother's eyes of just like I did all this work and I like I took care of him I did the best I could and it's just like the disrespect of her son just like up and moving out and leaving I was Not so pissed I was angry at him I'm like how could you how <laughs> oh, could you and then when she ate him I was like oh okay <laughs> I but listen. So I was sitting down. I was so I didn't. My sister was with me, but I was sitting down next to this little boy. He was probably about twelve. Mm-hmm. And when she ate, when she ate him, she was. Like, he was like that was dark. <laughs> yeah. was like, that was dark. He's like that dark. But that got dark quick. But then he I, and then so then like the, for the next thing, I mm-hmm. get like he. I could see he thought about it really quick. Cause he's like, but you know what? I understood. Yeah, I understand why like, he did it. And I was like twelve years old. I'm like, if a twelve year old child do not understand this. I don't want to hear nothing from Miss From that I was talking about. I don't understand this waste of time. He was like about twelve, he was like, "I understood why." He's like, mm-hmm. "That was dark." That but was I understand why. I he's understood like, he, it. Yeah, yeah, he was like, she's trying to keep it with her. I'm like, that's exactly yeah. it. That's it. And then see my, I, I we had our my five year old little cousin with us, and he's just like, "Oh, that was her baby." And her baby tried to leave, and that made her sad. So she ate the baby. I was just like, You are five, and you understood that. Look at this. I'm so proud. I'm just, yeah. understood that, like, the whole thing was like, Oh, that was like her baby. And she was sad when her baby left. I'm like, Yes. Yes, little child, that's right. Yeah, but I, I'm not going to lie. Though. When, when she, after she ate him, the first thought that popped into my head, but he has clothes on, though. How are you going to digest that?
1: <laughs>
0: I'm so ridiculous. But I saw that, I was like, but he has on clothes, though. How are you going to digest his clothes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just, but yeah, I was just... And then when you see the rec- the reconciliation... And I yes. talked to Sterling about this earlier in the week on his um, to review it with him on his, talk, mm-hmm. on his podcast and dude. And we were talking about, like, we can't remember who forgave first. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, like, forgiveness, like, if it doesn't come from, not to be cheesy, but the heart. And if it's not secure, yeah. forgiveness is useless. But with these two characters, like, when the real son walks into the room and you see that it looks just like that dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> little ghost tea little goatee. tea he's just so cute with it little goatee, tea like the cat, like bow but you see that they they, I can't remember who because no one says anything but it's like oh. they eventually end up leaning on each other and eat, yeah but they used to eat together they were just like they forget yeah, I think it's with mochi they not look like mochi, mochi. It could be wrong, yeah. okay I was just like this is cute and you see that like the dad comes back and he like pushes the sun and they like y'all fix this mm-hmm yeah he's like talk to your mama talk to your but mama. yeah but but there's but if you know like um not only chinese culture but like ethnic culture like you could relate a lot to it right because like for mm-hmm. ethnic cultures the mom they put a lot into raising their kids like i mm-hmm. like i work at like as i said the school that i work at is like 85 percent chinese so like some of these kids when especially when they first start school mm-hmm. like they bring so much lunch yeah. like they have like so like when she prepared a lot of like they'll have like three they'll have like lunch but there'll be like three components to it so there'll be like a stew there'll be like rice there'll be dumplings mm-hmm. right so I'm like I know that I'm like I'm familiar with this whole thing and if you watch like the Korean dramas too like they like, that's how they set a lunch their lunch isn't just like how we got rice and stew and like a couple oh. sides like they they have like these they have like side dishes right so I was like I know I'm familiar with this but like for ethnic a lot of ethnic color, cultures like the mom. Like mm-hmm. they, they, their whole, their whole life revolves around their, their children, and especially their sons. And like, when the son is gonna bring home a white girl, <laughs> I was like, when she opened her eyes, I died. I was like, <laughs> yeah, she like, not only did you not talk to me, mm-hmm. but you're gonna bring a white girl up in my house, uh. right? But.
1: <laughs> I was like,
0: Let's keep it real, because like that's the first. She's like, you brought this white chicken chef in my house, but I love the resolution. I love that everyone at the end, like they're all learning. Like she's teaching them, she's teaching him his culture and teaching like the fiance the culture too, right? So like, but I, I love, I love that. short. I cry, I cried.
1: Mm-hmm. It was, like, I really, I really enjoyed it.
0: I'm just like, I want to go see that again. I just, I need that to be updated on Netflix on the Pixar shorts so I can mm-hmm. watch that. Cause- and it's the first Pixar short directed by an Asian woman. I'll put her details in the show notes. But I think,
1: yeah, that's, it's, again, it's
0: another powerful thing. So for the people who feel like, oh, I didn't get it. I'm like, you know what? Sometimes not everything's made for you. I'm just going to leave it. Like, when people say that stuff from now on, I'm just leaving. I'm going to ask them, like, yeah. maybe it wasn't made for you. Because you saying that it didn't make sense or it was nonsense or it was crazy. It's just like, maybe you didn't take the time to, like, really pay attention to it. Or maybe you just... It, maybe it just really wasn't made for you but I think so for so many people from like different cultures to get it mm-hmm. and like it's again it's a silent film it is adorable it is perfect it's adorable. it is just like so perfect and I'm like I could watch, this was better than what is it, the movie uh, about the girl with the feelings and emotions um, uh. Inside Out Inside Out, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, this gave me more emotions than Inside Out, and that was about what? that little girl becoming depressed and numb.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I got dark. But Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was so great. All right, well, I think we wrapped up everything that we mm-hmm. did, watched on TV, and watched the movies for our, this month of pop Culture. Um, was there any... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Like, we do have our listeners review our first one, so as soon as I... Pull that up, sorry. I'm so good at hosting. <laughs> I don't. Oh, we're getting the hang of it. I'm trying. I'm trying. um Ooh, We got an hour and 22 minutes. Ooh. Oh, we're doing good today. Look at us. <laughs> okay. An hour and 22 minutes? Hey, we got eight minutes to spare. I was hoping we wouldn't go another two hours. <laughs> Thanks again for whoever stuck with us through two hours and was talking and being nerdy that's um, that because of dead air? Did we have like extra dead air or something like that on the end? Oh yeah, we did have the dead air. So apologies. Yeah. I hope nobody listens to that dead air. <laughs> Y'all, uh, that will be getting resolved as soon as our. So we're not gonna go into all that. <laughs> um, okay, so this one comes from Nick Feldman. He is at Nick on Twitter, and he this is for the um, Ocean's Eight movie. He went and saw it, so this is his review. He said it was good, better than the originals, which I. Didn't especially like cast was a lot better than the script, and it could have used both higher stakes and a better villain. But you can do a lot worse than watching eight awesome women do crimes and make jokes for a couple of hours. Um, he also says will definitely be in for a sequel where they have to work a little harder and come up against a bigger resistance. But if they stay at the same level, it would be they feel like it would be very stale and very bad. Um, and he says especially all eight women are great in it, no weaklings at all. They did say that Kaling, Mindy Calling had the least to do, so I feel like that's like a sore spot for him. That mm, okay. Mindy Calling, which I agree. I would have, of all the women in that cast, I would have liked to have seen. I haven't even seen the movie yet. I would have liked to have seen Mindy Calling and um, Rihanna the most. But also, yeah, but- I realized because I was talking to Kate, I was like, hold on, wait. There's like no Latinx representation in this movie. So, where did that? So. That was kind of like my only takes on it. But that. thank you again, Nick, for sending in your review of the movie. I um, will eventually go see Ocean's Eight. I just thought like I have had so many other things on my list to get to. Like, I still haven't seen A Quiet Place. <laughs> I have to fix
1: that. Come on. I know. So my sister keeps chickening out.
0: She keeps chickening
1: it's really out. I'm, I'm, it's really good.
0: I like, say my top five movies of the year so far. Why you gotta do me like this? Why you gotta make me feel worse sure. about not seeing. That ain't my fault. I'm gonna have to find. I'll, I'll find a the dollar theater around here. I'm sure it's playing somewhere. I'm going. But I'm going. It looks great. But yes, yeah, sorry. So if anybody else would like to send in their reviews for future shows, please send them to at our. Uh, so here's what happened: Twitter, they just slide into those DMs, tell us what you've been seeing, and we will try to loop you guys in and share your reviews. Also, we just want to hear from you guys and engage as well. Right. And um, so before we close, so I have an announcement. So for fundraising mm-hmm. um, actress, it's Badaki of American God. She plays Bill Keys is currently raising funds for a film that she wrote that stars in called Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And it's about Zodwell, who's an actress like Alice. Um, from Alice in Wonderland stumbles through the looking glass into Hollywood, and it's like the question is, will she survive the madness? Mm-hmm. So Yatere, who is born, who was born in Nigeria, um, she wrote and stars in a film, and it's a comedy inspired not only by Alice but also by Yeteti's experiences as an actress in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And like many black women, Yatere wants to see more characters who look like her on screen. Yeah. And of course, you know, people say if you want to see the change, be the change. Mm-hmm. So she decided the best way to do that is to create a project. So she. So she, and this is her way of creating, um, making representation for women of color, especially black women in Hollywood, mm-hmm. be more equal. So it's gonna also star Karen Davis, who, if you watch Galavant, was Princess Isabella, and she was also Once Upon a Time. And um, so she's, um, she, so they've hit their mark, but they're also, um, they're heading towards their stretch goal. So they have uh, forty thousand dollars. So they have seven more days in the campaign. So, you can go to the Twitter page, which is at Wonderland Flick, and you can also donate via their Indiegogo campaign on Indiegogo.com. So, please, it's a worthy cause. Um, it's a great mm-hmm. film starring, amazing actresses, and the director is also a woman as well. So, please give, course, that tweet to you, Teddy, and to the, um, to the Wonderland Flick account and let them know that you're going to have their support and retweet the links as well because we do need not only more representation. For people of color, but as we were, uh we mentioned earlier, for Black women and dark-skinned Black women, like mm-hmm. this is something that we want to see, especially in fairy tales, right? Yeah. And like we don't get to see ourselves in mythical settings unless, you know, you're mm-hmm. slaves. But let's not go into that. But uh, it's I want I'm I, I want to see this project
1: mm-hmm.
0: succeed. So I'm gonna donate. And I'm encouraging everyone else to donate as well and to yeah. spread the word. And let's get the film made. So, um, and that's it. So, as, again, you can go to the Teddy's Twitter, you can mm-hmm. go to Warner Land Flick, and you can also donate through the
1: Indiegogo campaign or indiegogo.com.
0: Yes. That sounds awesome. I plan to donate also. And then also one more thing. If you guys haven't checked out, Carolyn has been part of a great conversation on Twitter involving what, what she just mentioned, like the representation of dark and women in media, like as a whole, and like movies specifically, you guys talk about, but like yeah. also in media as a whole. Um, so not to toot your not to toot your home for your home for you. I just want to say that's been amazing. to just like oh, thank also... you. Yeah, because I mean, you guys have been making great points, and if you guys have threat, I think there's been a few people who have um, made moments of them. So I'm gonna make sure I include them. Down oh there. really? I think um, it's just something very important that I think is overlooked because like how we said yeah. that we want to see honey in the Incredibles if we ever do get to see honey, I don't wanna wait another ten years and I don't want her to look like, you know, like how we like how like I'm just trying. I'm just frustrated. I'm it's just trying. I'm I'm like people we like we said like um so like the conversation was started by um Valerie <clears throat> Complex a while ago yeah. and of course you have Rebecca, um
1: mm. and Oh wait, my throat is closing. Um, and and,
0: and a mm-hmm. And we've been talking about it and the and it's important because this is something that has always frustrated me. Yes. And I've mentioned it of course in a couple of articles that I've written of and uh, is like it's 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 sad when we don't expect to see ourselves in film. Mm-hmm. And yes, there in the last I would say in the last couple of years we've had more representation on TV And, okay, so we had the quad which was on BET, which the lead yeah. was any Kanani Rose, but that was cancelled. There was yeah. Rebel, who the lead was a dark-skinned Black woman. That was canceled.
1: Yep. Scandal
0: is no more. Flash I, with Gabrielle Douglas. Flash right. Gabriel with um, Gabrielle Union is no yeah. more. Mm-hmm. That Sorry. last of the season, I think. That last of the season. I and then we had How to Get It with Murder. How to Get It with Murder is mm-hmm. that was that Was that? Is that over No, no, that's that's still going on. That's still going that's on. That's still going on, right? But like but there's very few but all in the superhero genre, thank, thankfully, even if we don't get them in a the film at like, least getting them on TV where we have um we have black lightning and that's... right. So and like this is important and but the problem is in film where you don't have any blacks, especially under thirty, which um was a challenge that Rebecca had put out to me at least one dark skinned black woman lead under thirty mm-hmm. and we can't right and oh, there's
1: an keep, oh sorry
0: go ahead yeah people keep talking about um supporting actors like the teacher right but she was yep. a supporting uh, she was a supporting character in black panther like we don't have any leads yep. right everyone else is 30 and over and like thankfully now growing in as an adult i can finally see people at like yetedi and taraji mm-hmm. and viola and alfrey but I, I i mentioned in the tweet i'm like but what, do, what what who does my niece have to look up to Right, my, oh, my like my, my niece is, is 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 thirteen. Like, who does she have to look up to? Wow. So, and it's a problem. Like, colorism is a major problem in Hollywood, and like, we can't brush it under the carpet and mm-hmm. ignore it because like, oh, and like you had mentioned earlier, like, we think that when you have one black person now, that represents all black people. Like, no, no. a light skinned black woman does not represent me as a dark skinned black woman. Okay, like her lived experience is different to mine. Like, I've been told things as a dark-skinned black woman that I light like, skinned black woman wouldn't have been told. Like, I was told, like, I, I've been literally told by guys that I like, oh, you're too dark. Your nose is too broad. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. And, no, and I complete, like, it's been fascinating just, like, to listen to people talk about it more because, like, I've always felt like I'm in the middle. I'm not that dark, but I'm not that light either. Like, I don't have certain features. Like, I've been told that um, black skin is too dark from guys, and I'm just like, okay, then I'll, I'll fuck I'm like I don't like you anyways. But like, it's kind of like you know that Hollywood loves ambiguous dark, not dark not ambiguous dark. They love ambiguously black people. Like they like okay. they like it if they can't tell if you're black. So they want yeah. they want someone who like, oh, your hair can have a little curl, but it can't
1: be too kinky,
0: or your yeah. hair can like, or can you wear a weave or a thorn or like wear braids so we can show that you're ethnic. And it's like it goes on and on and on and it's like granted it's not always the actress's fault. Because now you have actors actresses like um Zendaya who speaks up about it. But I think people are tired of people just speaking up on it and we want more action behind it too. Action. Yeah, because if I can only name like um two if I can only think of like Viola and if I can only think of I'm trying to think of other ones. If I can only think of like Viola Davis and Alfie Woodard, and like maybe like the top three, but like none of them are like a young girl. Like they're Sky Jackson. Um, so, but she's not in movies, right? She was in She was on the, the Disney Channel. Exactly. That's like when y'all were talking about a young one who's like been in a lead in movies, and like she's still just a supporting character. She has not had Disney hasn't put her as a lead character in any of her movies yet. And any you of know, their like, I haven't seen her get her. Original Disney movie. I'm just throwing it out there because that's usually the path that most of those kids take. It's like you be on a show for a few years, and then you're giving your first big role, and then they make you yeah. out of there. But as an example, and it's just it's frustrating because I think some people take an offense to it when it's just like we're just have, trying to have this conversation. No one's shitting on the the light skinned black women who do get these roles, but I yeah. feel like it's more so be be aware of. privilege. I do believe that everyone has a certain amount of privilege when it comes to like, everyone has a little bit of, as an example, I don't want to get down to the rabbit hole or anything, but you know what I'm saying. I just feel like people have to be aware that this is a conversation that has to be had because people are tired of being quiet on it. So, yeah, I just really appreciated y'all taking the time this week. Even as frustrating as it is, because people kept on name. I saw people just saying stupid
1: things in the comments, which was annoying. So... It's annoying, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's
0: one way to end the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think I don't have anything else as far as news goes. We, again, appreciate you guys listening. We will see you again soon. And please be sure to engage with us on our Twitter. You can find us again at shwh underscore pod on Twitter. And you connect with us. Uh, Carolyn, if you want to tell them where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Carrie C A R R I E C N H one two. And as I've said before, I tweet a lot, so I'm always online. Um, I host a I co host a live tweet every Saturday night call Saturday Night Sci-Fi. Mm-hmm. So and well, the fast is over, so my live tweets for that is over for the season. So that's it for now. And you guys can find me at at L A underscore N E Y underscore S H A um. yeah, if you want to find me tweeting nonsense and also yelling at people who say ignorant things, <laughs> that's what I do. Oh, also, I have a new podcast coming out because I had started another show. I promise I will not do another show after this because <laughs> really Carolyn good. has already looked at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> ridiculous i know i am but it's so good because i think you'll like it too and you can come on our show and like be our guest um sure it is called did you have to and it is gonna have me and kate um also from the but why the community where we talk about live adaptations from anime Mm -hmm. but um as we know which are historically bad or you know Mm -hmm. just not good or they fail so I'll have to probably watch Avatar at some point, and I'm not looking forward to that. But the first thing coming up will be our live tweet of Dragon Ball Evolution. Mama hated.
1: No, so, Mama. Okay, needed. hold on. So before you, before we close
0: out, this is we don't even have to get into the, the, the discussion. So you can probably edit this out. Okay, so <laughs> we all know Dragon Ball Evolution is horrible. Yes. the live action is horrible, and Airbender is yep. notorious. Mm-hmm. But, I was, I tried watching Wild called uh, Lord Metal Alchemist. Oh, Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. That was horrible! What is you like? Yeah. What? yeah. what is happening? Kind of thing. So, yeah. So, how, I'm wondering. Cause I haven't watched *Airbender*. I watched it the one time, and I'm seeing like clips, like like scenes. If I'm if it's me on TV, I walk past. But like, could it like could anything really be better worse than *Full Metal Alchemist*? Really? We we'll gonna find out because <laughs> 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 part of the thing is we will have some drinks while we watch these to get through them. Oh um, dear. Yeah. So we gonna have fun. But that's it for me as far as news goes. Thanks again, Carolyn, for popping in for our show and. Yeah. And sharing all your knowledge of shows and more eloquently than I will ever be. <laughs> oh, come on. You do a really good job too. Come on, let's let's not put each other let's not put ourselves down. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> all right, then. Until next time guys, thanks again for listening. So here's what happened. You have a nice time and bye.
1: Bye guys.